Hello, hello. I'm Lori Alvarez, and I welcome you to Real Estate with Soul, the podcast. This is where I will share my story, knowledge, wisdom, and the legacy in real estate, and my family, all boldly wrapped up in one with you. So let's get started. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. This month is National Homeownership Month. It's like so exciting because that's right up my alley. It's what I do. I'm a realtor, right? It's my whole thing. And June just happens to be it. Today, we're going to talk about what we're going to cover this month because I'm just a big advocate, as you can tell, for national homeownership, right? Real Estate with Soul, the podcast. That's the whole point of this is homeownership and why is that important? So I was kind of thinking about it and I was like, why is that important? So then I was reflecting on my own personal journey of becoming a homeowner. And I was like, why do I want to, why, why did I want to buy my first house? Why was that important to me? Hmm. I really was thinking about that. Here it is. Um, maybe 20 years later, we bought our first house when we were like 24, 25, something like that. And it was so important to me to have my very own house. Why? Because I had some kids? Yes. Why? Because I had a hubby? Yes. Why? Because I wanted to put them in a great school district because I couldn't afford private school back then for sure. And I still don't pay for private school. So I needed a fantastic school district because I wanted a lot of kids. I did. And I ended up with four. I bought my first house when we had two babies, two babies. My husband mentioned it to me the other day. This was really like kind of mind boggling to me. So we were out exploring. I mean, if you follow me on IG at Boldly Lori Alvarez or you follow me on Facebook, you see all my adventures and all the things that we love to do, right? And so, of course, we were out exploring. We were out having fun as usual, him and I. And so we were out by Horse Thief Canyon, and that is out in Corona. So if you're not familiar with it, fantastic neighborhood just before Lake Elsinore, just before everything. Anyways, we were out there the other day and the hubby said to me, he said, babe, do you remember when we almost bought our first house in Horse Thief Canyon? And I was like, oh my gosh, that's right. We almost did it. We were like so excited. We were going to sign the papers and we were going to just like, yes, let's do this. Let's buy our first house. He had a job that could qualify and I had babies that needed space. And I really loved the idea of a big, huge house. But I got to tell you, my heart had always been set on living where I live now, which is San Dimas. Like it's really, really... mm, kind of just momentous when you think and you reflect back on it, it really touches my heart because he said to me, do you remember? We were so, so very scared. We were going to buy our first house and we only had one income then because we had two babies and someone needed to take care of the kids. And why did we decide that it was me to be home with the kids? Well, we were kind of traditionalists back then and reasonably he made more money. So it just made better sense. Like, okay, guess what? You, you will take care of the babies, stay home with the babies and 
you, hubby, will work and bring home the money. And so we're going to buy our first house. Oh my gosh. Our first house was $90,000. We thought, oh, we're going to buy a house for $90,000. And then we're like, wait, no, that's a lot of money. And oh my gosh, like we really need a little more space. So that was going to cost us 110000 to get that extra room, right? 20000 more for the extra room. And we we're like, okay, are we going to do this? And then we went back home. It's brand new construction, brand new neighborhood, schools being built. It was all just getting put in. It was so exciting and so pretty and so far away. And so he and I said, oh, let's go home and talk about this. So we went home and we talked about it. And I said, yeah, I want to buy my house. And he said, yeah, we want to buy a house. But that's not the location for us. It didn't make sense for who we were, where we were in our life. It just didn't make sense. So guess what? I wasn't a realtor back then. Here's the funny thing. I wanted to do real estate when I was 18. I just didn't. I hadn't done it yet. So, you know, this is like, I think I'm like 23, 24. I don't know. And right around there. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to just not even Google because there wasn't Google. I'm going to pick up the penny saver. And I picked up the penny saver. And in the penny saver was this little article for, I mentioned this before in previous podcasts, right? For great first-time homebuyer programs in the city of San Dimas. My husband and I were like, yeah, San Dimas is great because it just works strategically for us everywhere we go. Like his work is out of Orange County and well, it was good school district. So it made great sense for us as a family. And it seemed to be a great neighborhood to raise children in. And the house that we bought was a hundred and seventy thousand dollars. And we were scared to death. I remember our mortgage payment was going to be $2,500. And prior to that, we'd only, we had only paid rent to our parents, nonetheless, because our parents had a rental. And so we rented from them. So like, it was pretty crazy when you think about it, because we were scared to death to do $90,000, let alone $170,000 and a payment at $2,500 a month on one income. So I stand here today before you, for those of you who watch this on the YouTube and IG, like I stand here before you and I think, why was it so important that we buy our home? That we buy a house because we wanted the American dream. We wanted homeownership. We wanted to have a space that was our own. Yeah, it's really that corny. That was everything we wanted. We really did. I wanted my own house. I wanted my own very own bedroom that I could make any way I wanted. I wanted the messy kitchen that I could have and let it be messy because that's the truth even to this day. 40 I'm what, 47, right? Even to this day, my kitchen's still messy. I'm honest. It really is. I have four sons. I don't blame it on them. Yeah, I'm just not super mom. I can't keep it all up. 
and I have some great support and help, right? I've been building a business that supports you guys all becoming homeowners. I mean, it's the reason why I started the podcast because I wanted to help you step into homeownership. And then I wanted to watch you, support you, and help you through maintaining that house. Because guess what? Homeownership is not easy. You don't just pick up the phone and say, hey, Mr. Landlord, by the way, the tub is leaking into the neighbor's house, right? Because it's your own space. It's your own house. And you go, what the heck? The tub is leaking into the neighbor's house and I'm busted broke and I got to take care of this now because I'm the homeowner. Yeah, that's what homeownership is. And so that can be scary, right? That can be like, how do I do this alone? How do I do this with a spouse? How do I do co-ownership with someone, whether they're married to me or not? How do I maintain a house? What do I do over time? Like, what does it look like? And how in the world is it possible Right? Those are the crazy questions that you go, wow. I just think about it and I go like, wow, you know, homeownership, that's big. And why did I want a house? Why did my husband want a house? And then I think about, we're on our third house and all of the things, the adventures, the experiences we've had in our home, in our house. Not only are we on our third house because, hey, the market was awesome when we bought a house. Let's be real. We bought our house for $170,169 to be exact, right? And like uh, literally a year or two years later, our house was worth three, no, I think it was worth $250-ish, $240, right around there. And so we sold that house and we bought another one. Right. I think I talked about this like on podcast number one or two, right? We just took all of the equity growth. What is equity growth? We're going to cover that next week. We're going to talk about what it's like to buy a house and then have equity growth, right? Because here's the deal. Real estate builds wealth. And when you buy a house, own a house. The stats show the median net worth of homeowners is 46 times higher than renters. 46 times higher. Did you think when you bought a house or wanted to buy your first house and all the memories you wanted to create that you would be building wealth? Did you think that or did you just think I want my own space? And yet you're doing both at the same time. Isn't that cool? I personally think that's super awesome. So we're going to talk about that next week because I had one of my clients call me yesterday on the holiday, right? And he said, hey, Lori, can I drop private mortgage insurance now that I've got 20% equity? What does that mean? Well, we're going to talk about that next week, all about equity growth. And we're going to have a special guest on next week. I'm so excited because it's one of our young families that bought their first house that's had a ton of equity growth, and they bought it during COVID, right? They bought it. 
during COVID. I'm excited for that conversation and to share with them what I think their house is worth compared to when they bought it last March. Hmm. Interesting, right? So what else are we going to talk about? Well, there's all kinds of like tax incentives to buying a house as well. So the following week, so we're going to have a conversation about that. What are the tax benefits to buying a house, right? I just shared with you that it's going to build wealth. And with wealth, of course, we know this is the state of California. And when you have a little bit of money, guess what? You start getting a little bit more taxed. It's just what happens. It's natural. My daddy forewarned me so long ago. He said, don't cry about taxes, babe. That's a rich man's problem. And I thought, oh, he's true. That's true, right? Because as you make your way up, the social, financial world, and I say that with air quotes, right? You're just taxed more. That's the reality of it. You're just taxed more. So how do you work that? to your benefit. Can you work it to your benefit? Who knows? We're going to talk about it though, because there are tax incentives to buying real estate. Well, at least there still is. Who knows? You all need to get out there and vote the right way when it comes to national homeownership. You want to protect your right to own real estate, your own space. I mean, that is the reason why you get it, right? Is it so your space, right? So then talking about your space, talking about the fact that you can create, house, quarantine, love, relax, enjoy, rest, party, have fun, experience, celebrate, in your own home sweet home. Those are all the things you can do in your very own space. And you can invite the community to be part of it. You can invite your neighbors to come on over, right? To be safe with you, to hang out with you. I mean, who didn't understand or feel the value of your own space this last year? through our COVID quarantine, how important it was, it is to have that space, to have that place where you can just go, oh my gosh, we're in a pandemic and I don't even know what the heck this is, but I'm going to go home just like they told me to. And I'm going to stock up just like they said I need to. And I'm going to rest safely there. And then you'll go a little crazy too, because you're like, this is all I've got. This is all it is. There's nowhere else to go. And yet you have your home. You have your place that creates a sense of serenity, a sense of peace, protection, a place to be quiet and to be noisy, to be real be authentically true to who you are. doesn't matter what that space looks like, feels like. What matters is that it's yours and no one can take that away from you. 
as I was doing all this research, I was looking at how the Affordable Cares Act was shifted forward during this time. I mean, the government, you know, I don't like to get really governmental here because politics are politics. And I'm so thankful for as much as the government has tried to do, intended to do, to support homeownership during the pandemic. Because it's been a really tough time. There's so many people that potentially took everything they had out of their house with that equity growth and put it into a business that then was hit during this time, during a pandemic, right? It's a place for you to find comfort, peace. It's just, it's, it's your home. I, I tend to go into Santa Monica quite a bit and L.A. quite a bit. And I love going there, right? And where I live, yeah, there's a homeless. But gosh darn it, when you go to Santa Monica or L.A., you see a lot of homeless people. And it's heart-wrenching to me. And then I think there's a reason why they're homeless. There's a reason why they choose to be homeless or not. And my husband mentioned to me, I love it when he tells me great little facts and tidbits. And he mentioned to me, do you know that the, the government gives us a billion dollars to help with that? To help with homeless shelter? And I think, gosh, a billion bucks. What could you do for someone who may or may not be homeless with a billion bucks a year, right? I don't know. It's a beautiful thing. And do you want to be an advocate in your community? Because that's what we're going to talk about next. How to be an advocate in the community. Week three, right? How to be a protector of the neighborhood and the community that you are rooted in, that you own real estate in. I mean, come on. What better thing to do that? And I'm excited because I'm going to have one of those community guests on. She, now I'm hoping and praying that she's going to say yes. I haven't asked her yet, but I think she'll agree to it. She is one of our biggest community advocates, neighborhood um, builders, education builders. Oh, I just can't wait to hear her story of why she chose. She was not one of our clients because she has so much wisdom and she's been here for so long, but she's trusted us and sent business our way. And she has such wisdom to share about why community and neighborhood matters and building in the neighborhood you live in. And I don't mean physically building, right? I mean networking and bringing together people and experiencing the growth and revitalization of a neighborhood. To know that you could be part of something that you chose to invest in, an area, be an advocate for your community. Oh, beautiful thing. And I can't wait to hear everything she has to share about that. 
Because I'll tell you, I love my community and I love everything that they do here. And there's so much more that I would love to help move forward. There's a season for that, right? There's a reason for it. And well, you just figure out when it's a good time to do it, right? And then, of course, the very last episode of the month, the very last episode of the month, Lori, how the heck do I buy a house or two? Yeah, we're going to talk about that too. We're going to talk about how you can do it, why you should do it. We've been talking about it all month long. If I haven't inspired you yet to consider truly moving into homeownership, wherever you choose to buy or invest in, right? Whether it's here where I am in California, because everything that I share is going to be with regards to California, or if it's out of the area, right? We're going to share with you how important it is to choose just the right team to support you and move you forward in such a big, big, big thing. I like when they said, mm, right, I shouldn't say I like it. I think, and I thought it was really interesting when they said millennials still believe in the American dream. Millennials still believe in homeownership, but they just don't call it the same thing, right? But they understand the value of it because everyone goes on and on about the millennials because they are the ones who are out moving forward right now in the real estate market. They're intending to. And as our market slowly escalates, and I say slowly and escalate, as a generous wow, prices are on fire. I just had a client email me over the weekend and he's like, what do you think? What am I going to do? The prices on the new construction home are rising. And by the time they finally launch the phase that has the right house for me, the prices may be just beyond my reach, Lori. What do I do? Well, that's a scary thought. You want to buy a house. You want to buy your home. You want to move up. We're going to help you with that. We're going to share how you can do it. Because I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to close with this. I was 24, 25. My husband was 23. And we were living on one income and two baby boys at that time. And we bought a little two-bedroom, one-bath box. Literally, two-bedroom, one-bath box. Hopefully, my social media coordinator will drop a photo in there and show you what that little two-bedroom, one-bath box looked like. It was only 900 square feet, and I did. I like When we moved in, I used to get so bored, and I would try to like change it up all the time, and I had a king-size bed, and that didn't work out well because my bed only fit one way in the bedroom. And so you couldn't, you just couldn't. When I tried to change the bedroom location and change the look, well, we couldn't even open the door. I remember that day my hubby came home from work and he was like, babe, why can't I open the door? The bed stuck. Sorry. It's like the bed only fits one way, babe. And I used to get out of bed and I'd hear it at 5 a.m. He'd get out of bed and we had those vertical blinds and he'd hit his hips as he put his jeans on going out the 
bedroom because the room was our bed was as big as our room. Literally what our first house was like. And we did it. We bought it. One, our first house. We were like 23, 24, 25. I don't know. All our friends were off having fun and partying still, not having babies, not buying a house, not doing what we were doing. And we did it. And now I look back on it and I go, why? Just because I was like, that's the next thing we're supposed to do. And I'm so glad that I believed that was the next thing that we should do. Because from there, we have grown. And it's been on our journey and our timeline, and it's made great sense for us. And now we have two rental properties, and it's exciting to provide a home for someone who's going to be with us for a short period of time, because here's the deal. We like to inspire our tenants to buy another house. And then we get a great new family that gets to stay in our space. It's just what we do, because we want to help you have a little bit of your own creating home. Creating home. It's an amazing thing. I love, love, love that I bought my first house. My husband and I bought our first house. And yeah, we're both on title. And he's only on the loan. I've kept it that way. <laughs> Why? Because it makes good sense for us. He's the only income maker, right? So why do I need to be on the loan? And we both own the house and we need to create the trust because we've got plenty of real estate and we need to make sure it's protected. What does that mean? We'll keep tuning in. We'll share so much of what it means to be a homeowner. Let me just tell you this. It isn't beyond you to be a homeowner. It's just baby steps away with a plan in mind on when you're going to get there, how you're going to get there, and what your goals are. And you do it your way, not my way, not the lender's way, not your parents' way, not anyone's way, except the way you want to get there. I'm going to inspire you to become a homeowner because it's the best thing my hubby and I ever did. I'm so thrilled with where we are now. And where you start and where you go are two very different things. Two very, very different things. Thanks so much. I'm looking forward to next week and our guest that we're going to have on. In the meantime, make sure that you like, subscribe, all the above, whatever it is, do it. Please click the little button. Enjoy it. Listen to us weekly. Hey, I want you to know Real Estate with Soul, the podcast. We have an IG page. It's called Real Estate was Sold, a podcast. Imagine that. Be sure, if you haven't, that you like it, check it out, follow it, whatever it is, that all that stuff you need to do, right? Because we're going to share everything that's going on with the podcast right there. We work hard to inspire you to be a better person. Thanks again. 
I'm Lori Alvarez, and you've been listening to Real Estate with Soul, the podcast. You can follow me and check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and LoriAlvarez.net. And if you haven't clicked on that subscribe button, hit it now and let's boldly do life together.